This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. January of the new year 2022. Welcome. We are live with Circle City News and we'd like to thank our sponsor, the Law Office of Mark Nicholson, fighting against the travesty of justice for making this show possible. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Madison. Hey. We've got a wonderful guest, Edie, with us today. Edie, how are you? I am awesome. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing good. Where are you coming from? Uh, I am based in Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, me. So it's a little chilly up there. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. We're going talk to talk about some local news today, and then we're going to move into your interview, if that's all right. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. Awesome. So I just want to shout out the Send the Love uh, fundraising unit. They raised over $4,200 for the Indiana Diaper Bank. Uh, thank you, those that make a difference in your local community. Uh, there was an article that said that those donations are already making uh, an immediate difference in the community. So we just want to thank you for, for that. How That's great. great. Yeah. There was a C for COVID, constitutional carry, and cannabis movement that recently released um, on the COVID front. COVID business or small businesses are resisting the mandate. Uh, against vaccines. They're saying that it will handcuff small businesses. Um, so they're keeping that open and up to people's interpretation. If you want to get your vaccine, that's your decision. Um, they are fighting against making it a mandatory situation. So that's sort of where they stand on the business front in Indiana currently. That's just sort of a a personal kind of thing. I, I, I sort of agree with that. I feel like people are smart enough and wise enough to make their own decisions. And once we sort of force people into doing certain things, I think we sort of kind of jeopardize the freedom of thought and speech. I'm not sure how you guys feel about that. Absolutely. I kind of, I see where you're coming from, Madison. And, you know, you don't want to limit people's powers and freedoms, you know, but at the same time, you want to make sure that, you know, the common good is taken care of. So it's like, you know, we have these these fine lines with businesses and like, where do we draw the line on, you know, mandating and, you know, allowing people the opportunity to be knowledgeable and make the decision for themselves. Cause like you said, you're going to have, you're going to be faced with combativeness. You know, when you tell anybody to do something that they need to do something and they have no choice, but, but to do it, then naturally you're going to have some sort of retaliation. Have you ever told a toddler? No. Um, have you ever tried to tell, you know, a boomer, a new fact that was discovered in studying and research <laughs> after their time that's actually legitimate, you know, things can be a little bit challenging. So I see the frustration there. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Absolutely. Um, so this, the second C is uh, the constitutional carry. There was a bill introduced and passed through the House, but fell short in the state Senate that allows you to carry a handgun or weapon without a permit unless you are a felon. I don't, I don't really know where I stand on this. What do you got? How do you guys feel about this? I know we got some immediate reactions here. Why? Why are we permitting people to carry weapons with no permit? And it passed in the House, but fell short at State Senate. 
But I mean, I'm glad that it fell short because uh, clearly the people who passed it on are a little short on logic. You have to get permits for everything else. You have to have a permit to drive a car. You have to have a permit to hunt or fish. I, I don't to understand. Sell things. Right. To right. sell things. I have to have a business license in order to have a business. I absolutely right. agree with that. Somebody as a, somebody that hunts and somebody that fishes and somebody that carries as well. I know that when you purchase your weapon, you have, you know, you have your license, like your gun, uh, not your license, mm -hmm. but your essentially receipt of purchase right and you have to register your gun yeah. with your local you know jurisdiction whether it be your city hall whatever the case may be but then after that in order to carry in some states it's like you have to have you know you have to take your concealed pistols less license course and that's like an eight-hour course requiring you know in-field training and book training um in order to conceal carry however oftentimes not you can open carry a weapon and not have to have any of that, you know, that that training that they teach you in these courses. And let me tell you firsthand, it's very informative stuff. There's a lot of things I learned in there prior to that class that I wouldn't have known uh, before taking it. I feel like it keeps me more prepared as a, someone that holds a weapon because I carry on a regular basis. Sometimes I open carry, sometimes I, you know, conceal carry depending on my situation. But at the end of the day, I'm knowledgeable and I'm safe and I know how to use what I'm using. It's not just anybody with a weapon on their hip. Right. And, and that's the important distinction is you have someone who has the training, who has the knowledge, who has the permit versus just any Joe Schmo who wants to carry a gun to Walmart because they don't feel safe. Exactly. And I think that's an interesting thing to consider with this conversation is that for concealed pistols license, you have to have training. And for open carry, you don't have to have any. And the only difference is it's concealed and it's not. So it's like, what kind of people do we have right. out here without any proper training? Just Joe Yeah. And, and either way, it's a weapon that could take someone's life. It doesn't matter how you carry it. You should be properly trained and, and permitted to carry it. Because Absolutely. I know, like, if I walk into Walmart and there's a dude with, uh like a handgun okay fine but i've gone to walmart and seen people with like rifles on their back and i'm like oh my goodness are, did you come here to to like hunt the yeah. meat in the meat case like i i don't understand what's happening what's here if you don't feel safe <laughs> like, I, I just don't understand wow um that's sort of like a form of intimidation too like what it, are you it trying is. to do like, like i saw him and i was like no nope, i'm not going into walmart today yeah. no thank you um <laughs> because we don't know what people are intending to do with these and you know i if people are gonna have them that's fine i'm not against people having guns i've shot guns i have experience around them but i don't own any because mm. i don't have a permit so I, or faith in my own knowledge on the weapon, either. Right. like I haven't had the training, so I know that it would be irresponsible for me to have it right. on me or, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. uh, for me personally, I have, uh, I was, uh, an archery instructor for Girl Scouts. Oh, cool. So I have a bow and arrow in my house. So if somebody comes into my house, they're going to see a bow and arrow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but like the the only place that I would take that bow and arrow, it's either in my home or it's packed away in a carrying case going to Girl Scout camp. I'm not right. gonna take it to Walmart because I know it, it's dangerous. 
So I should <laughs> mention a point too that I wanted to touch back on to Madison is that you know, uh, you know, it kind of can be intimidating, right? You see this big old tank of a weapon on somebody, you're like, holy guacamole, not messing with that guy. What's that guy up to, right? So it's like, you know, it is intimidating. And ironically enough, that's part of the reason, you know, that I carry is, you know, I'm often in social situations in my line of work, or, you know, I've been in social situations in the past um, that may or may not have been able to be prevented if I just would have had something to be able to protect myself with. And it does provide a sense of intimidation because I'm a tiny girl and I wear a big nine on my hip. And even if I conceal it, you still can kind of see what's going on there. It's like, oh, we're not going to mess with that chick. Because being a woman, as we all know, (laughs) you know, you're vulnerable in certain situations in comparison to others and other people or maybe, you know, populations. And I feel like with my weapon, it's, it's helped me. I've never had to use it. Um, but having it with me has gotten me out of a situation of, you know, I was roofied by a photographer once. I just had to mention that I had a weapon and that's all it took. You know what I mean? That's all it took. Not even having to bring it out, but it's like, I need you to be able to leave my space. I need you to get out of my way and just mentioning it. And that's the type of thing that intimidation don't even have to use it. But the fact Mm -hmm. that I had it was a just in case, you know, well, I'm really glad that that it helped you get out of that that situation safely. I'm glad you've had that. Thank you. Very scary. And Indiana is a city, so I understand the the protecting yourself, especially that is important. But it's not like you're in the Wild West where like wolves are gonna like attack you, and you need to be like you know guns at the ready to be able to defend yourself against like a wild beast right you don't have to be rambo to go get groceries i need my ar to walk my dog exactly right god forbid right (laughs) it's insane so yeah we're we're hoping that that kind of doesn't pass and you know sort of raising awareness for just like gun responsibility if anything so yes and thank you Nevaeh for that quip too because I think that was very informative like just your history on that and how that's helped you and that's really what it's about it's not about like intimidating you know like safety aspect that's the thing because we've all talked about it we've had conversations you know like throughout the history about oh how do we do like a psychological exam that's required or like how do we make these things required for people that are gun owners and they're all great ideas but the most realistic thing is to provide this course you know what I mean? Like they do for a concealed pistols license, you know, to get your license. And this course is very informative. Like it provides you the infield, the outfield, the realistic, if you need to use it, what would happen, you know, and everything that comes with that. And I feel like if you have that knowledge and a good teacher and a good course, that could like raise awareness and create, you know, maybe a difference in the future for gun owners as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. So we're going to shift to the final C and that is cannabis. Uh, a bill was introduced to legalize medical marijuana in the state of Indiana. Uh, the only fallback is Governor Holcomb. He may be one of the only to object to the bill. What? So that's y'all's governor, right? Why? I don't know. Like, is he is he old? I don't know yes. much about this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I I don't understand like why we're still against medical marijuana especially when we have all these studies that show that it helps with a variety of issues yeah like I just I don't understand why it helps with health and it helps with the economy I don't understand what exactly I mean look at Colorado look at every fucking state around us 
that has gotten their shit together and gotten out of the 1950s but you know <laughs> wow this is indiana Great. we're we're good god-fearing folk here we don't we don't mess with the ganja that's satan's work <laughs> marijuana i don't know her that is the devil's magic. that's so fascinating too with chicago being so close of an influence you would think that they would just sort of snap out of that. Like, look at the surrounding states, people. We have wreck states. We're five steps behind. You know, we're still on the fence about medical marijuana. Get with the times, Indiana. Where are you at, Holcomb? You know, go up to Michigan, go up over the 1950. You can walk into a store with an ID from California for all we care. Come enjoy some marijuana while you're here. You know, so much economic flourishing so much improvement in all different areas of like you know michigan's economy yeah. and social structure as it is since marijuana has become an industry mm-hmm. get with it if anything if nothing at all <laughs> it gives you money for your state so hold on right right and that should have been the final money for them. you would think <laughs> so right you know that's fascinating to me too because every single person that i've spoken to all all of you included from indiana are extremely liberal and open-minded that for the local news that I looked up today to be that they were considering doing open carries without permits, and that got closer to but being no legalized than no medical of marijuana. They did, because guns are better than pot. Isn't that, that like said no one ever? Guns are safer <laughs> yeah. than pot. Except Governor Holcomb. Yeah, except, well... Okay, I shouldn't be surprised because he's in the same party as Ronald Reagan and, you know, the whole war on drugs thing. Like, it it, it makes sense. I get it. You gotta hold true to the party lines and all that stuff. Exactly. But, but, I mean, these people were voted in to be representatives of us, the people. Right. And if us, the people, are saying, give us weed, just fucking do it already exactly they, they <laughs> neglect to remember that they're social servants they're not it's it's not right it's not about irony in, yeah it's not about imposing what they want they were hired by us to impose our will exactly that's why i'm so shocked that you have people like that in in office i guess florida we have desantis too and i i think he's republican too so we kind of have a lot of that but that's a lot I'm of sorry. the education stuff i know that's a lot of the education stuff. Like we need to get our education like sorted out in Florida, but we're up on the times medical marijuana. It's decriminalized in the South half of the state. Like you can't go to jail for that. Really? Realistically, right. you, you'll get fines, but it won't like F you for your whole life. You know what so I mean? Like, so that's just sort of interesting. That's the thing. You guys will hear me on this show every Saturday, every weekend talking about, <laughs> Hey, marijuana's pros and pros and pros and minimal cons but i will say that marijuana not only can boom this economy and give indiana some some much needed money for some much needed repairs on some much needed highways let's just go ahead and put that out there folks um but at the end of the day it has helped me i'm a class a patient as somebody that when i was in michigan of course because indiana it's illegal to leave down here but when i was living in michigan (laughs) Um, I, I use marijuana every day. It helped with my mental health. It helped combat some physical symptoms from medications that I was taking. Uh, it was the only way that I could mm-hmm. sleep. 
Um, it was the only thing that would bring me down from a panic attack in a certain time of my life. You know, there's many benefits. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, you know, let's take you off our, our you conservative inward. lens here, Indiana, you know, let's take off our conservative lens of this being something that's not been socially acceptable ever. And, you know, leaving this hard lens on, right. Let's take that off for a second and just really look at all these different benefits and how other states are benefiting from it and how people are benefiting from it. And maybe just have an open mind. You know what? I'm creating a PowerPoint. I'm coming, Holtem. I'm coming with a PowerPoint. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Um, I actually went to, have you ever heard of PowerPoint parties? Yes. <laughs> I actually got to go to one last year um, for my birthday, one of, or not for my birthday, for her birthday, one of my friends requested that everyone invited make a PowerPoint and present it at the party. And it my was gosh. so much fun. <laughs> oh, I want to do that so bad. That's why I brought that I up. Actually, that. it's funny that you said that, guys. Oh, that's the other you, like, do it. Invite me. Let's have a let's have a good <laughs> day. We'll we'll just do it. Yay. Graphics, clip art. Oh man, I could go wild. Mm-hmm. Look, honeycomb transition slide. My favorite. Okay, so I looked at your Facebook, Edie, and I feel like we align on some things. Okay. I saw a lot of pot and a lot of kittens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what, did it, what is it that you do or what are you promoting here? Well, I've been making chocolate for a long time, but over the summer, I decided to actually like convert my little side hustle hobby whatever you want to call it into a legitimate company um so i now am the proud owner of black cat confections um that's based here in Terre Haute. i make chocolates in all different shapes i seriously i have a collection of almost 200 chocolate molds i make cupcakes pies anything that i want to make um yeah i mean i'm i'm having a fantastic time doing it I have a website that's being built so that I can start offering like shipping on products instead of just doing like farmer's markets and word of mouth. I have a commercial kitchen now because like for so long I was doing this in my home, but you know, now I have a commercial kitchen. Yes. Wow. And so, right. so now I'm working on like partnerships with like local coffee shops to try to get my products in there. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. It is so exciting. Yeah, good Thank luck. So it, I was gonna ask, is it uh you bake to order or you sort of have like an outline, I'm gonna do this much and then hand, you know, how do you how do you go around uh working that? I do this, I do it to order most of the time. Um like for the longest time this business was um like a word of mouth kind of thing. I would do private events for friends. I catered like a, a meeting at my college once. And in situations like that. I was like, they were like, oh, you make whatever you want. We'll, we'll just, we'll just pay you whatever you want. And I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> so I made a bunch of chocolate. I made um, my blueberry and white chocolate muffins. Oh, um, wow. oh, oh, they're, they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> um, but like when I'm going to farmer's markets, I will make a bunch of things ahead of time um, and just like, try to get them out the door because I, I hate food waste. So I try to be as smart as I can with when I make things. Awesome. And what inspired the name? Yeah. So originally, <laughs> like when I first started making chocolate, um, I was using sweet pea. Um, that was 
kind of, that was my homage to my great grandmother. I grew up um, watching Food Network with her, um, especially like Iron Chef America or the competition shows, you know, where they would build like four foot sculptures out of cake or molten sugar. And I'd be like, I want to learn how to do that. And she goes, so do it. (laughs) You can do it. And like, she was the first person to encourage me to go to culinary school. Um, And so like, after I'd finished, um, it was like, she passed when I was 16. So she never got to see me do any of these things. Oh, she's looking down on you. Oh, and she's she's definitely watching. I, I, I know that she is. 100%. 100%. She was born on Halloween. So she's a witch. Oh. <laughs> oh. Without question. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, you know, when, when I started like going to farmers markets and things like that people kept confusing me for another sweet pea bakery that was already in Terre Haute so Mm -hmm. I had to rebrand um and it was hard to let go of that because like I said my great-grandma didn't get to see me do any of these things and that was my way of like tying it all back to her because that's where it started um but when I was thinking about what to rebrand as like my, my little black cat Fergus came and like got in my face and I was like black cat I mean I Catchy. I have a, a huge soft spot for black cats because yeah. they're so unappreciated and so misunderstood and there's a taboo around them without a doubt exactly oh, yeah. like it's they're they're outcasts without even doing anything wrong and that's something I I totally understand that I was bullied a lot in school I was always kind of the outcast the 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 newcomer so that just it it really clicked for me yeah it's sort of like a re-empowering kind of moment yeah like you're building Um, this company from your family background from the ground up Exactly. I, I kind of like the uh, the black cat. I think as her her being a witch too. I think that kind of yeah. I think that really manifests in itself a little pretty, bit, you know, pretty nicely. Um, yeah. And uh, for anybody who goes and looks at the the website or not the website, but the, the Facebook page, um, I do have the the logo for black cat confections that little black cat that's in the center it actually is fergus um <gasps> i i drew his outline for it um <laughs> <That's> perfect <laughs> how wholesome that's so wholesome right um but uh i i mean i think fergus honestly like he just kind of encapsulates everything about this brand to be honest because like <laughs> on the outside he's he's prickly and he's angry and dangerous and but underneath like underneath the surface he's soft and cuddly and he just wants to be loved and accepted he's sweet like sugar you know he's a little decadent treat is all he is just a little bit he's a little tiny tiny boy he came from a junkyard like um a former friend of my mother's found him in the junkyard that she used to work at and he was uh with the the remains of his litter mates and his mom he was the only one still living um, remains that sounds so yeah dumb. like they had all already passed away oh my god um and, and so <laughs> like she brought him home and she kept him for a couple of weeks but she came to my mom and she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I love this little cat, but I, I can't afford to keep him. I don't want to take him to the shelter because he'll probably get put down because he's solid black and nobody likes black cats. 
Oh my and goodness. she's like, I just don't know what to do. Like, he's not going to have a home. And I was like, yes, he does. He has a home. Bring him here. <laughs> and I, I shit you not. She brought him over in a purse. Like a little tiny shoulder bag. And like, <laughs> he fit in my hands. <laughs> here you are. Here's this dump, not dumpster kitty. Here's this dump dump kitty yeah <laughs> <laughs> not the dumpster yeah. the whole dump kitty oh what a blessing what a blessing I, right oh. he's he's absolutely just so precious and he is definitely the weirdest fucking cat i've ever had like i've had cats for over 20 years he is the weirdest one i've ever had you know, it's funny you mentioned You're witchcraft earlier, and we were talking. Some there was a mention of witchcraft, and I too practice mm-hmm. myself. And I have a black and white cat, and I know that with my oh. cat, he's eight years old. His name is Monroe. Oh. He's a real handsome man. Okay, very <laughs> But Monroe is also very spiritually in tune. Uh, he's uh, he likes to do like he uses his frequencies with his purring. He's very in tune with where my chakras are at. Um, and wherever what chakra needs healing, he'll place himself. Like there's often times where he'll sit right on my stomach, you know, here in this chakra, he'll sit right here on my chest. He'll sit right on top of my head. Like he goes just for the chakra areas and then he'll vibrate and he'll do his healing work. And cats are so more in tune with that aspect of our lives that we really Mm -hmm. give them credit for so oh, yeah. I really feel like they're like spirit are. guides. Absolutely, in a way. man. And my right. cat is a prime example, and so is Fergus. Yeah, that the, the kitties, they know. They know. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they, they know. Um, all the cats know. I have I, I know I mentioned this before, but I didn't mention this when we were recording. So I have four total cats. Um, Fergus is the youngest, and then I have Harriet Potter, she's a tortoise show. Um, and then I have pistachios. She's a Siamese. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then I have Cheshire. Um, he's like, he looks like a Russian blue, but he's, he's just like a, a domestic short hair. Those are so perfect. All of these names. I know. So like, I want to paint so keen to name my animal. on the ticket. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But, uh, Cheshire and pistachio act as emotional support animals for me. So like they're in tune with me all the time if I'm in a different room and I start to get upset like Cheshire will actually come into the room and be like you should pet me instead of upset (laughs) I can relate to that because he's actually sitting right behind me on the floor (laughs) (laughs) you come (laughs) meow 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 yeah, I have a service dog. So like it's a psychiatric service dog because I see PTSD and my service dog serves for that. But I've had Monroe five years longer, four years longer and I've had my dog. And, you know, I got him registered as like an emotional support. You know, I went through that process with my doctor. Um, but he is essentially on the same wavelength as my dog as far as it comes to like, you know, those emotional or psychiatric needs. Very in tune, very um, in tune. And it's so um, funny how animals just now. They, they know more than we give them credit for. I'll go back to that again. They really they're do. They're so smart and they are so in tune yeah. with us because their lives are all about us. You know, it's like all things you, honey. You are everything. Right. So they know when you're having an off day when you need some support. You know what I mean? And if your oh, yeah. cat or your dog doesn't know that, then maybe you need to reevaluate the relationship with your pet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so let's talk. Yeah. I have to say, Nevaeh, I have a lot of respect for for you and the way that you know people come hard pass and everything but it, it, every time you say something it seems like you're very 
up to date on your own healing. Like, oh, I've gotten this, I've done this, I've taken these steps to do this. Like, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about their problems and wanting to get better, but I feel like you have a, like if you had a problem, like you would find the solution and you would work to, to, to curate that solution. You know, I, I have a lot that. of respect for that. Thank you for that. Absolutely. You know, like, I, I feel like that is very awesome. awesome to talk about these things and talk about my trauma. I was just talking about this with my friend last night and I can normalize and talk about all these things that have happened to me because, you know, I've processed them. I've grieved them. You know, I've gone through the mm-hmm. days of grieving that's necessary for traumatic events, not just death, you know, and that's something that we need to accept as a society. But at the end of the day, I'm one that's very big on if I'm going to complain about it, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not one to just be like, this is bothering me or I'm (laughs) triggered by this. And I accept everybody to conform and work around, you know, the problem that's happened to me. It's no one's fault that that happened to me, you know? So I Mm -hmm. need to flex and adjust my life and find solutions to these things and, you know, move forward from it. So I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that trauma cycle, you know, and especially with CPTSD, with the flashbacks and the things that come with that, it's very easy to get caught up in that cycle of it. But recognizing it for just what it is. This has already passed. You've already done this. This is, you know, handled and taken care of. And here's your solution. Just reminding yourself that you're at peace and giving your inner voice that rest. And, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. No, it's very empowering. I'm glad that you have a a platform here to, to tell your story a bit. It's, it's great. (laughs) Makes me smile. Baby resilient. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I know this has been such like a girl power podcast today. I'm like sort of in love, sort of in love. Um, But we will move on a little bit. Um, Edie, I want to thank you so much for coming on here and telling us about your product and the history behind it. And I just want to thank you also for being someone who works with small businesses. I think we sort of neglect to appreciate, especially with all these big box brands and the department stores and everything, how important small businesses are and that they do change people's lives. So the fact that you could one, have a hobby that you love, turn it into a money-making business and continue to grow is very inspirational. And I thank you for that. Thank you. It's, I'm hoping to one day make it my full-time job. Um, right now I work, well, I have a, a, a big girl job and then this is my <laughs> side hustle. Um, but I have been very fortunate to be able to grow the business in the way that I have. I I've been working with the Indiana small business development center. Um, they have a chapter in Terre Haute. Um, oh, cool. and, uh, I went in and I, and I pitched my, my business to them. And I was like, you know, I would love to, um, it expands because I want this to be my job someday. And um, I had applied, they have a program called the, the startup Boot Camp, And it's a 30 day program. Um, and you have a certain number of like credits to spend with the, the marketing and development company who, who does it. Um, and so you're able to kind of like cherry pick what services you need. Sorry, I feel like I'm way off center here. <laughs> Um, Kitty said it's my time to shine yeah (laughs) he does this all the time but so you're able to cherry pick the services that you need it could be um, website development brand um, brand development Uh, they're working on a style guide for me Um, they will develop a logo for you business cards Um, they offer photography with a professional photographer um they'll come into your kitchen and take pictures of you while you 
make food. Um, oh, cool. I'll take pictures of the finished product and get that put up on the website for you. Um, it's, it's really a phenomenal program and I'm, I'm in the midst of it right now. So um, the website is being built right now. Okay. Bye. Um, <laughs> so there, there are a lot of different moving components that are up in the air right now, but I've signed on to do a couple of market events in the, in the coming months. So I'll have that. And then I'll have the website so that I can offer shipping to people outside of Indiana or even in Indiana, just not in Terre Haute. <laughs> So I'm, I'm very, very excited that I was able to get in on this opportunity and I'm really excited to see where it takes me. Well, Evie, actually, you mentioned something just now, which is really exciting. So um, I'm actually, I, um, how people know, I'm, I'm a model of 10 years now. I've been in the mm-hmm. industry as an independent model for 10 years and I've worked awesome. with a lot of different companies, a lot of different people and uh, hairstylists, uh, lash artists, nail artists, uh, small businesses, et cetera. And, um, you know, collaborated with them on projects for this essence of marketing. And uh, yeah. you and I should definitely get together and maybe we can try to figure out something. And maybe because, you know, with the the following that I have too, I'm all about supporting local business and kind of working with these yes. local people. So we should definitely be in touch. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. Speaking yeah. of uh, <laughs> collaboration, I have a few big projects I want to talk to you guys about too, really quick. Yeah, just okay. so yeah, let's hear it. So modeling right now with the new year is just booming. I don't know what's going on, um, but I have a few projects that are in, in the works right now. Um, I'm looking to fly out to uh, Las Vegas at the end of the month um, and collaborate with a photographer on a uh, witchcraft, uh, fae, uh, kind of uh, fantasy type photo shoot um, for like a little cosplay book that he wants to produce for himself. Um, oh so my gosh, that's there. So- kind of cool, right? Yeah. And then also collaborating with another photographer in Lansing um, in the upcoming month or so on a project to create a whole tarot deck, which is so jazzy because, you know, somebody that practices and somebody that also is in the modeling industry, I'm like, how cool would it be to have my own deck? With myself on it. I mean, it sounds a little self-centered, but I mean, come on, people. That's, that's but that sounds so cool, though. Yeah, I, yes. So I, I also read tarot. I have about four or five decks dashed around my house. Um, oh, <laughs> we have another guest coming to join me. Um, <laughs> Hello, guest. This is Harriet. And she's gone. <laughs> What's your favorite She's camera guest? shy. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I, I have several decks around my house. I've been reading for several years. I started reading when I was still in high school and I actually used to read tarot for one of my teachers, <laughs> oh. like one of my absolute favorite teachers in like sophomore year. Like I, I took my deck to school and I, I think somebody in class wanted me to read for them was why I had it. And she was like, this looks really interesting. Tell me about this. And so I was like, well, uh, why don't you sit down? Tell me what's, what's happening. And let me just draw some cards here and I'll tell you what's happening. Let me draw some knowledge. <laughs> so, um, I'll never forget like the look on her face. I drew, it was uh, the, the eight of pentacles. And I was like, so you're, you're in a court battle or, or you've got one coming. And she goes, shut the fuck up. Oh shit. I shouldn't say that you're a student, but 
how did you know that? And I was like, I didn't, the, the cards know these things. And she was like, so what does it say? Like, am I going to win? And I was like, well, it's right side up. So I'm going to take that as a yes, you're going to win. And she was like, fucking A, I love that. You're my new favorite <laughs> student. And I was like, love it. Um, so but like, cool. a month, like a month or maybe two months later, she, she asked me to stay after class. And she was like, you're not going to believe this. And I go, what, what, what's going on? Am I in trouble? And she goes, Fuck no, you're not in trouble. I won my court case. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I fucking told you. Wow. I told oh, you. Right. <laughs> I love it when like you yeah. reading for people. Cause actually 82, the fun fact, a small business realm. I actually have a, like a metaphysical spiritual business. That I started mm-hmm. last year. Um, and I have awesome. clients that are all around the world. I do like tarot, I do pendulum readings, I do Ouija board readings, I do it kind of, you know, it's amazing. Aura cult, like aura readings, you know, the whole kit and go with natal charts. And, you know, it's so cool to be able to see somebody's reading come to fruition, you know, like come to life. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, it's, this is like the before, so then, and after. And then yeah. we are, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I follow up with you. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. guess what? Like, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> my, my, my best friend also reads tarot. So like we read for each other fairly often. Um, my mom reads tarot. Like if I'm ever having like a really shitty time, I'll go to her house and be like, I need reading. Something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, it's never fun to like sit there and listen to the cards, just like call you out on your shit. And, um, but sometimes you need it. Like sometimes you just need to be brought to heal and they, they yeah. don't pull any punches. You hear so. the message that spirit has for you. And like, you know, as yeah. being a medium, like when I read tarot, I'm interpreting cards and I'm also hearing like a vocal message. So I kind of have this weird combo okay. deal going on. And like, you know, you hear what you're, what you need to hear, you know, you don't go into yeah. tarot and sometimes you'll go into tarot for a career reading and you'll get a love reading because that's the message that you need today. Or sometimes, yeah. you know, you'll go into a reading hoping for good news and you'll be told that shit's about to crumble and your tower card <laughs> is about to be followed by the death card. So honey, let's make some changes here. You know, <laughs> things are coming to closure. It's something right. But it's not going to be funny. <laughs> you know, I had, a, I had a former partner ask me to do a reading for him, a love reading about us. After we broke up, I said, I don't think this is a good idea, you know, but I am non-biased. I'll go for it. And I did it. And the reading was very much like, she's not the one. She's going to marry somebody else. And it's your best idea to just move out of state like you planned on doing. And this is not going to work out. And he was like, I just paid $45 for that. I'm like, well. That's funny. You hear hard news and it's from your mom. And that's like, okay, a little bit of a soft blow. He's asking his ex, like, if y'all going to get back together. You're like, no, my mom is not a soft blow at all. She's a Scorpio. She doesn't give a fuck. No. My sister too. Sagittarius, fire. I'm a fire sign all through. I'm a sun Sagittarius. I am a moon Pisces and I am a uh, rising Sagittarius too, honey. I I am a double Taurus with a Cancer rising. Ooh. Yeah. What was your moon? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a double Taurus. Oh, wow. My and moon are both Taurus. Wow, you're like good on the earth though. Sometimes I get yeah. lost. I'm a sad sign. I get lost in the I am I'm very grounded and very practical. Yes. <laughs> I could see that. Um, thank you. 
that's so, <laughs> so awesome. Uh, I love that we were able to connect that spirituality with your small business and like things that yeah. you have going on. I love the foundation of, yes. of your business and your big plans for it. I think that's really cool that you're reaching out into the community and looking to expand. We should definitely yeah. collaborate because I know a lot of things about grant writing too um, and different local things that could help out with the marketing and, you know, kind yes. of getting the word out there. And um, so we should definitely link up. So I will make sure that we exchange information, but I applaud Absolutely. you. It's the foundation yeah. of your, your business and your reason for doing what you're doing is very wholesome. And, you know, you. Like we all can agree on spirituality here. Obviously there's a other, there's a higher being, there's something else after this and where great grandma is at, she is commending you through and through. You're in a ton of hope situation, so. honey. It just needs to play itself out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the, the hardest thing for me is the waiting. Cause I have ADHD. So like I'm constantly chasing the serotonin and like, I, I got all my bricks in a row. And now I have to sit and wait. What the fuck? Why? I don't want to sit here and wait. (laughs) But yet at the same time, I can be incredibly patient. Like when it suits my needs to be patient, I can do it because I'm a Slytherin. So I'm all about finding (laughs) the best solution for things. And if I need to lie and wait to fuck somebody over, I will. Don't cross her. Don't do it. <laughs> Another thing I want to yeah, I, I come from a multi generational witch family. Like you know, you don't you don't want any of this. That's awesome. That's really <laughs> that's, that's exactly. y'all are gonna start leading the country. I'm telling you. That's what I wanted to tweet on too. Like, you come from a multi generational like you know like witch household. You know people that are practicing yeah. strong women. Okay. Well, the thing is, strong women. like my mom, my sister, and I practice all of the women in our family who have come before us they have gifts but as far as we know none of them practiced yeah but like my my grandma straight up refuses to admit that she has a gift but she does um my great grandma the one who was born on halloween she was like i see spirits all the time and we were like (laughs) okay oh she's not really something you want to hear when you're a kid like she used to tell us stories about like you know, she would live in an apartment by herself. And like, she told me one time when I was, I think I was like 12 or 13. She's like, I woke up from a nap and there was a black shadow in my apartment. And I just told it to get out. And I was like, what the fuck, Mamo? <laughs> Anna, what? I come from a Hung- yeah, Hungarian, I- like bloodline of like strong Hungarian women. Right. And like, oh, I'm from Hungarian. Like, in my family, like, so my mother practiced and then, you know, I practice, my sister practices too. She's learning Tara, bless her heart, my old baby witch. But the generation before that, my mom, she practiced, but the only one in that generation. And the generation before that, my grandma also had gifts, but she didn't recognize that she was a very strong-willed Christian. Um, and she saw her gifts yes. grow less as like the working of Christ. You know, it's just like, you know, what to each his own, whatever you identify it as, like she had these different mm-hmm. healing powers, right? But she didn't really correlate yeah. with that. And come to find out, doing all this research, you know, there's like gifts that go down my lineage for generations and it's like I've been kind of manifesting and like growing into that and I didn't realize how much potential and how much strength and how much power is in my bloodline and it's really cool to be able to see that work out like these women though once again these strong I know powerful women I am woman exactly (laughs) 
I, I love that for you, Nevaeh. I That's fantastic. I've also been doing like some genealogy research. I did the DNA test. And so I've been combing through ancestry and I'm like, I want to know which bitch this started with. Um, <laughs> it came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. But like, you see like all of these these tiktoks they're like oh you have if you have the birthmark here then that means that you're descended from which and it's like every single one of those that i see i have the mark wow we should link up and chat on spiritual yes. things after this we have a lot to talk absolutely. about absolutely we yes. have a lot of we're things. gonna be good friends i can tell already yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well i guess on that note we'll we'll do this conversation out of the pod yeah. but <laughs> that's awesome yeah. something to look forward to but i just want to wrap this show up with a little bit of national global news and yes okay so the dea seizes 588 pounds of fentanyl along Jesus. with seven i know 786 million dollars worth of hard drugs on the texas border so the dea just picked that up i think it was about a month or so ago um everybody just be safe with your drugs please test them Fentanyl is not a joke, kills people, ruins lives, destroys people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a much harsher note than what we've been talking about. I apologize. But, you know, just uh, to raise awareness around that, please, please be safe. Um, and then I would also like to say a rest in peace to Betty White, John Madden, and Cindy Fourier. Um, rest in peace. Thank you for all your contributions to the planet. And we love and respect you and you will be dearly missed. So she's up Betty White. That, that's my thoughts. Absolutely. I love her. Uh, I feel bad about not really knowing who the other two people are offhand. And I apologize. Your death also is important, folks. But she's up Betty White. That's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So that about wraps our show today. Thank you so much for listening. And you can always check it out, check out our podcast on anywhere podcasts are available, Spotify, Google Pod, and you can watch us live on Facebook or YouTube. So thank you so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate you. You rock and world. Thank you. And thank you, Edie. And thank you, Edie, for coming on today. You well, thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute blast. <laughs> We loved having you, my dear. Come back and stay in touch. I would love to come back. (laughs) Alrighty, Indiana. Have a great day. Bye.